0: me that the rest of y'all know where I'm none y'all back? hear me
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my nice. I am one half of this partnership. Really, from the last episode that you would have heard racing around uh racetracks in stock cars and sometimes occasionally holding <laughs> a beer bottle smoking a cigarette and distracting (laughs) all of michael mann's staff—that uh that is me blake howard and my co-star is also um in the parlance of collateral times one of the hottest instagram models that has been told to be kicked (laughs) off uh, michael mann's set for distracting the cast it is uh, katie walsh hello
2: katie how are you Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Extremely <laughs> Horny Campfire yo, yo, podcast. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo,
0: yo. And our yo, guest. Yo, homie. Our,
1: our <laughs> guest is a friend of this show, a friend of One Heat Minute Productions, and just a friend. Um, he's the co host yeah. on the B Side podcast, a co founder of the film stage. He's a filmmaker, and he's. Rip Roaring uh, Story Podcast Fathom um, is also available everywhere. Um, It's terrific. Uh, I've listened to uh, the first whole series. I'm excited to dive into the next one. And unequivocally, ladies and gentlemen, we can say this is the first person we know that has experienced (laughs) Miami Nice's cut of Miami (laughs) Vice. Dan Mecca, what an honor! Welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Part of
0: it. Yeah, Blake, thanks, Matt. Yeah, what an honor. Katie, Blake, love the show. Hi. First time, long time, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Miami Nice Cut, you sent it to me not long after you were kind of posting about it, right? And and we were talking about doing this episode and um, and I watched it like the next day because it's one of those, you know, you guys talk about this all the time with, with Miami Vice where it's like, that is one of those movies where it's like, any excuse, like, oh, there's a new cut, Blake, uh, Blake and Candy did a new cut, Bam. <laughs> toss it on, you know, and it's like, you know, and then I'm just like, oh, let me, you know, I know what, the, I think. I thought I knew what you changed just based on kind of reference points, and I was like, oh, let me put it on, and then I'll get back to it in the week, and then I just watched it, you know, like how yeah. it is, you just watch the whole thing, and it's like, and I, th- I, I, I DM'd you, Blake, that's, I, this is the best cut, right, there are, this is the best version i think of miami vice right because obviously the theatrical has the perfect opening and then the director has the go fast race at the beginning which is in a vacuum fun but like a a worse opening and but then almost all the other changes in the director's cut save a music cue or two are are better so it's like you're basically making it the equivalent, you know, the the we're the, finding
2: the happy medium. You finding a
0: happy medium. Thank you. We, That's we exactly we, right.
1: we wanted to merge it and, and basically, you know, in in all the times throughout the episodes, first it started as Katie and I just fantasizing that it was like shooting the breeze, <laughs> and then we've got fr- you know we're so lucky in the community of people that we've created that listen to the show and are friends of the show that are like, oh, we could like we should do that, like we could make a cut like that to your guys' specific specifications. And f- so for us, the big thing was. The theatrical opening has to stay. So for people to describe it, you know, describing it to you and and people who are listening, very soon we may even have a screening, live streaming of Miami Nice, a special undercover one. You may have a link that will eventually pop up. We'll keep you posted. Um, We're just working through some logistics right now. But that might happen. But basically, theatrical opening, everything else in the director's cut, um, but... I'm not the biggest fan of uh, non-points, namang, uh, non-points um, in the air tonight, uh, which-
2: Which plays uh, over the credits. Well, yeah, uh, oh, it plays in over the, the credits in the
1: theatrical cut, but in the director's cut, it's actually the underscore of the gunfight. And yeah. so Katie and I had this like lofty ambition. I oh, wouldn't it be amazing to get like Phil Collins as like original in the air under there, that would be great. But it's really hard unless you'd literally have The different broken down elements of that scene to do it justice and properly edit it in so instead we swapped it out back to sort of comes back to the theatrical cut for that final sequence because we really like the score and and i agree dan like i watched it, i'm keen to hear what you said katie but like i watched it and i was like i was more moved than almost any time i've seen this movie on multiple versions but i like watched the cut and it's cohesive mood that it creates and these stories and this sweeping epic that it is i was just like it just blew my socks off I was like this is the dopiest thing idea that I had I'm (laughs) so happy how well it just came off like these tiny adjustments and it Mm -hmm. seems to just elevate the whole thing
2: I mean I think that the opening is so important because of the sheer momentum that it has yes um Mm -hmm. and how you do put it on and you're suddenly like wait I'm watching this whole thing like I'm completely sucked into it because you're just in the sting you're in the middle of the sting and I had a, and also obviously we love the numb encore and the (laughs) dancing girls, but so I I watched this movie over Christmas with my parents and they'd never seen it before. And so we're, you know, I I press play universal logo movie starts. We're halfway through the scene. My dad's like, is this the beginning of the movie? (laughs) He's like, did you start this in the middle of the movie? I'm like, Nope, this is the beginning of the movie. And it's just like that it sucks you in like this undertow and you're sort of like, I don't know what's going on, but you know, it, it, for those rewatches, especially it's like, you just get sucked in so quickly. So I think that the opening is crucial. And as much as we like the go fast boats and they probably spent like a million dollars shooting that sequence for and we know weeks. F-
1: and we know from Elliot Karetz <laughs> that they had the international world throttle champions, like out there <laughs> driving the boats for like days on end.
2: Them, right. Exactly. Uh, of Florida yes. To- Championship. <laughs> throttle
0: then it, <laughs> it does also i mean the only thing but it doesn't matter because every kid everything you're everything you everything you just said is more important than this but <clears throat> it does also contextualize that opening with isaac uh, uh um, Deboncole, yeah. De thank you where it's like if you don't know the movie you are like oh what is a trafficking thing you what's going yeah. on like dominic Barn dozy you're kind of like what is he doing the go fast thing set some of that up but it doesn't matter right it's like it's be- the, the the theatrical opening's better it's right?
2: almost like you want to be a little confused and behind the ball and like trying to catch up
0: yeah and it's just like any you know it's like michael Mann's james bond opening right where it's like right. this isn't this is separate from the movie but just get a little taste you know yeah like get a little sunny um fun fact because then we're going to talk about colin farrell and his rise and then quick fall from movie stardom. I was rewatching The Recruit, and he makes like Sonny Crockett jokes in The Recruit. <laughs> he he like calls Gabriel mocked because he worked Gabriel Mock's character like worked at my. The, for like the Miami-Dade Police Academy or whatever, he's like, oh, all right, Sonny Crockett. And you're like, dude, you're going to play that role in four years,
1: dude.
0: It's going to change your whole career because you're, uh, among other things, just
2: get ready for that. Oh. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he spoke that into existence now, did oh,
0: <laughs> oh, Michael Mann saw it and was like,
2: Sonny Crockett.
0: Michael Mann in a the theater watching Robert, Roger Donaldson's uh, The Recruit being I mean, like, listen.
1: We, on this podcast, we will not have any slander about Roger Donaldson. Oh, and, thir- dude. And, thir- and particularly 13, 13 days, which I think is. <laughs> like i think it's i run i run a
0: podcast called the b-side you know i love donaldson
2: Come on. <laughs> this is a donaldson stan account smash
0: palace sleeping dogs don't get me started on donaldson love- the, world's on. <laughs> the world's fastest indian oh
1: my god i forgot that movie even existed until he said that um but no it's it's so um i'm just so happy that um so Katie, you, you've seen now the media res, but the big thing that we missed, um, and we talked about it a lot with Bill Beery was that incredible realization of the salutations from my friends in the South scene. Like that is the truly, you know, it's, it was like the missing element of, of this entire thing of like, what does the card say? And then all of the reactions that happen with that. So, I, um, I want to know, like when it ended, when the credits rolled, like, what did you think? Like, what, what, what? what did it feel different
2: it does feel different i i just i was thinking a lot about that like i was very analytically watching this um which is just that you know it becomes a different story like it's who do you want to foreground in the story and i i also think i i've been on a lot of these rewatches and stuff it's like so much of what's happening obviously with tubbs and trudy is is being foreshadowed super early on But it's like, is this gonna? Are we gonna make these these two love stories? One that's very flashy and sort of burns really brightly and hotly and is super exciting and dramatic, which is the Sunny Isabella love story, versus the more grounded love story, but the one that has more stakes, which is Tubbs and Trudy. I mean, I feel like when you're taking out the real threat against Trudy, which is the flowers, the cafe scene where she's reassuring him, all this stuff, like when you take that out, you lose, it comes as a surprise when she gets kidnapped by the Aryan Brotherhood more, it comes as more of a surprise. So I think like when you're threading through these little moments of like, okay, there is an actual threat here, like I think it makes Tubbs's motivation more um, obvious and clear. And also I just think it like, shows these two different love stories in a in a totally different way, which is like, who's like your, you know, obviously this love story with Sonny and Isabella is like not going anywhere, even though they fantasize about it. But there's real domestic partnership going on with Tubbs and Trudy. So it's just interesting because I think that that when you you, you downgrade Tubbs's story a little bit, so is it going to be a proper two hander or is, are you going to go more with Sonny? so I was thinking a lot about that like who like who is getting the the weight of the story here
1: yeah I I I I love that he it maintains Tubbs's momentum in the story yeah because also like the the scary inference of oh Crockett and this and this bird Isabella that's not going anywhere and then the scary thing is oh shit, does that mean that Trudy's gonna die like does that mean that Right. Trudy, Trudy, there, there's an impending doom that's coming and i think everything when you spell out especially when i love characters in movies that sit people down and go listen you can't think about me i'll be fine and then immediately like oh, yeah, right. something yeah. horrible happens and it's like it's almost like a trope at this point but it's it's just great i love those scenes because in in, in the delivery it's always like and in this one you're like you know i'm an undercover operative and we we can hide them and you know don't worry about me like i'm protected i i, I have a visa you know i have a passport I, I can call the police i can call backup you're in another country they don't know who you are you got a false id you can't call for backup there's no one there and so i but she I, I, you can tell that
2: things. she's saying that to not not necessarily because she believes it but because right. she wants him to focus yes yes agree so it's like it's for his benefit
1: Oh well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um in the one of your guys' this recent episode where you had the gentleman who was Colin Farrell's assistant, and she and he mentioned Naomi Harris feeling uh, not especially confident about her accent or whatever that was. I I under that context, rewatching uh or watching the Miami Nice Cut, I was like, no, this is a good performance. Like she having more trudy in the film helps the film, like yeah for every, all the reasons we're talking about, but also just because she offers a lot in the way of performance and, you know, emotion and something to kind of, like you're saying, uh, Katie and Blake, like, um, I don't know, like, rude for, right? I mean, you're like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like you're saying, she's saying um, you got to do your job well, basically so that this doesn't happen, right? Like, I, right, I'm not right, going right. to say that to you, but like, You got to focus because if you don't, then that is how this will happen. Right. So it's like a very good couple conversation, actually, in that respect. So
2: yeah. yeah. And I think it just enhances the like we talk a lot of or we we have talked a lot about how this film is such a like adult grown up relationship romance. And I think that especially comes through in the Trudy and Tubbs relationship. And I appreciate that so much about this movie And, and their coworkers and their lovers and their like trying to talk to each other as partners, like romantic partners, but also as work partners. And like, that's not something that you like see in such a nuanced and sort of interesting way, especially in a movie like this. So I, I, I agree with you that like more Trudy is always a good thing. Yeah, totally.
1: I'm sorry. That's like us talking about something like a secret, like that. Yes. This is the most inside. It's a tease. tease. It's a tease. But I want to promise you that, you know, you may have to, Go into a roof and hack into some kind of building security and look at some (laughs) weird flip phone quality but i promise you you will be able to see the miami nice cut and maybe katie and i will be there to chat with you guys about it or introduce the film and talk to you afterwards but i promise you that it it, it will it will be there and you know uh, you can kick back and watch it like marlin's highlights on this 65 inch <laughs> plasma if that's what you have in your house to watch it on you can do that but we have especially Um, uh, uh, asked Dan to be along because he is fascinated with a man who, you know, if you've listened in the last episode, Justin Lieberman, who was one of Michael Mann's assistants um, uh, right now, uh, he's come on the show and he's talked about Colin Farrell as a man exiting Terrence Malick's the new world, entering Miami Vice as one of the singularly coolest and distractingly hot people he's ever met in his life as well as smoking like a chimney. Um, just being so, uh, you know, and having such a rapport with everything, uh, everyone on the crew. And Dan wants to talk about him as this unique entity, as this guy who was like, I don't know, for a decade and a half was like the Hollywood's it guy. He had just never stopped and having one of the most in- insane careers of all time. Um, uh, but Dan, like, tell us, tell us what well, you're obsessed with Colin Farrell about in this movie. Well,
0: yeah, because I, because I DM'd you because I was like listening to those episodes. Fascinating, of course, they were great, and I was, I especially liked when you guys cut in to be like, can't okay, no, can't listen to this, which so I was like, God <laughs> damn it, that's <laughs> um, so funny though. Um, we had no, fun always, recording that. <laughs> I you know, I bet, it sounded like it. I am. Um, I've always really liked Colin Farrell. And I think it just kind of matches with my age a little bit. And I think what I was saying to you, Blake, was in hearing more about him on the set, I was reminded, I think he represents in a lot of respects, kind of the last time a movie star could be potentially engineered by a studio in in kind of the more traditional way, right? Which is to say, you know, nowadays... You know, you have your your Leos and your Tom Cruises and your Denzel Washingtons and your Sandra Bullocks and your Julia Roberts kind of, you know, still making movies and still being stars to some degree, but they're all from the old guard, right? They all became stars in the 80s and the 90s, right? And Farrell became a movie star briefly in the early 2000s in the way that it used to happen. Obviously nowadays, you know, Tom Holland, would be your example. But it's like an unproven thing. As we know, it's like he becomes Spider-Man great. Maybe he does a viral dance thing on the lip sync show that that helps and that's all part of the curating and that's great. But like, is Uncharted gonna do well? Like. That's probably,
2: you know what not. I mean? Like, probably not. Maybe, Will. <laughs> like, you maybe I, I can't predict. Yeah, they,
1: they, they've but, got they're, they're trying all the ingredients, they're trying, but like, this is what I, I'm saying. Hey, so, and this is
0: what I'm saying. So, so Farrell, right? The quick primer on Farrell is right, he's young Irish guy, he goes to acting school kind of on a whim, and it's all very quick for him, right? Like, he, he, he is in the show Bally Kiss Angel, and like the fourth season is like one of his first things he's in. He's in like a TV movie. This is all in in the UK. Yeah, he's in a TV movie called Falling for a Dancer, and then it's like two years later he gets cast in Tigerland by Joel Schumacher, and it's this. It's a your small boy, movie. Katie. Didn't your boy
2: Schumacher knows Shoo. a hottie when he knows <laughs> oh. when he sees one. Okay, he and that's sees what he said about Colin. the potential. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, he, but really, like he, with his thing about Colin Farrell, I feel like Schumacher said like. He came in like hungover or whatever and like Schumacher was like, yeah, this guy rules. Like he was just (laughs) like, all right. Okay, you're on time. Hi, soldier. Careful smoke? No, thanks. I have my own nose. Here, this
1: is yours. You gave it to me on
0: the truck, remember? No. Everything up until this moment's been a
2: blur. Did you read it? No. Not that did I. I just keep it on because it pisses off all the other soldiers.
0: Jim Paxton, we're in the same platoon?
2: Let's not become friends. You might be dead tomorrow and I might miss you too much.
0: Sorry. Joke. Forget it.
2: Rolling bars. And this here,
1: Sharon Claudale. Claudel, Sharon, I'm not quite sure yet. Ladies, Jim Paxton, A Company, 2nd Platoon. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Charmed, I'm
0: sure. <sighs> Anybody around? You got off around here? Born and bred, you? up north new york city how about you boss where are you from texas texas uh-huh to the southwestern part of the united states yeah i'll double check that on the map they came down you pretty hard in the company i'm surprised they let
1: your face but well, they didn't
2: i can the company
0: whatever you able? and then tiger land is this like really small movie didn't make a lot of money him in. it's like Farrell and matt davis and it's like It's just like military one flew over the cuckoo's nest, right? It's like, he's Private Boz. He's fighting against the man rebel without a cause. And it's like a star making performance. And it's one of those things nobody saw, but within Hollywood, people are like, oh shit, this guy, who is he? And then it's like, what happened, what used to happen was you get paired with a, another movie star. And if those movies work, you get your own movie. Right. And like an example of a more recent thing is like Chris Pine, in unstoppable yeah. and Ryan Reynolds in safe house like the, so those are more recent examples where it's like oh yeah put him with Denzel and if it pops maybe we try another one <laughs> and that happened Farrell's in hearts war with Bruce Willis doesn't pop but then he's in the recruit with Al Pacino a, a surprise hit and then he's in SWAT with Sam Jackson a surprise oh, no, hit
1: no but you're forgetting 2002 well yeah and toe-to-toe with TC with baby
0: I was so I, but I was I was separating because I think my point was gonna be like, he's with workman directors, right? So he was like Gregory Hoblit, Roger Donaldson, um, Les Mayfield makes um, uh, I'm gonna forget the movie, but it's the only movie I haven't mentioned, and um, and so he's making these movies, and then yeah, and then what happens is he makes he works with Spielberg and he like steals scenes from Cruise and Minority Report, which is unbelievable, um that movie obviously performs well so and then phone booth back with schumacher is another surprise hit and he's the only star and, and yes. so all of a sudden it's like by oh three he's like he's hot he's going out on red carpets he's drinking he's partying that's all helping to some degree before it hurts the movies are making money they're small enough that they make a profit right and it's like oh shit like here he is guys like Ireland's first son, blah blah blah. He's like dating Britney Spears, like all that stuff's happening. The sex <laughs> yes. tapes on the horizon. I forgot about the sex tape, by the way. I forgot that even happened. That Wait, cre-
2: that. I forgot about it too.
0: Yeah, there's like who's a, it he, with? I, it's. I don't
2: think it's. It's like I think the girl. It's with. Put it out. Look, I'll take. I'll take one for the time And I'll Google go it. download it. I'm going to yeah, doodle.
0: download it. <laughs> but I so am- that. That's this all is happening. for work.
2: And then, <laughs> I promise, yeah, exactly. Babe, I promise it's for
0: work. <laughs> hey, Blake, Colin Farrell's sex tape came up when I was looking for a cauliflower wet recipe. What, what?
2: <laughs>
0: On the, um, By the
2: way, Les Mayfield made American Outlaws. Oh, thank you. Yes, American Outlaws, which I've seen, which is not a strong picture. With I Scott Kahn and Ali Larder. And- I,
0: believe asked, I, I believe you get a little kutcher in that as well and we get a little kutch
2: and Flash uh gabriel too. mocked oh mocked is in
0: outlaws too yep holy shit can we get a third can we get one more mocked feral reunion. A, re, a third <laughs> I know. one let's get a mock where's mocked suits, is, think, over, mocked. Gabe. Think,
2: suits um, is over mocked
0: <laughs> no, i think suits is over i love
2: gabriel mocked why didn't yeah, gabriel too. mocked pop i mean i love him yeah, he's I think one he's of he's the i
0: know yeah he's but he's I, a non, he's a non-popper yeah
2: Dan, I seem to remember like that. Uh, the co-star in...
1: in Colin Fowler's sex tape is Nicole <laughs> oh. Noreen. <Narain. laughs> just in case anyone wanted Thank to you. know. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, Googling,
2: great. typing this for later. Um, uh, uh, no, but I, but I my... feel like there was a lot of discussion in entertainment media and in tabloids at the time that was like, we're trying to make colin farrell happen like it's is he happening or like what it didn't seem like it was effortless if that makes sense no no but people could see that there was effort
0: and i think this this period is is where you see the beginning of the end of this thing because it's like chris Klein's getting it it's not working josh hart just hartnett's getting it and it's not working though i love hartnett we all know but like we love we love (laughs)
1: love hartnett
0: we love hartnett but it didn't pop god bless him And he didn't want it to though. And in fairness to him, he like literally moved back to Minnesota. Right. That's how that's the whole, he did that. But, but in some respects, Farrell talks about it. Right. It, It, he also kind of maybe didn't want it to happen. Right. Which is the point being like all of this, it would almost worked for him though, right, Kitty? Because he did have hits. Like that's the biggest. Right, thing. Like, right.
2: Like it was like it was like by the skin of his teeth. Like the you know the SWAT is a hit or or whatever. Yeah, like SWAT
0: you know. was a hit, right? And all of a sudden you're kind of like, yeah, I guess this works. But but you're 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 more right in saying I do think the public kind of felt like,
2: okay, yeah, I guess he's it was a like star. Like we could see the the. I mean, he's made, he makes fourteen machinations. Movies.
1: The between 2000, sausage getting made. Yeah. Between 2000 and 2005, he's made 14 movies. 14. Yeah,
0: he's really popping them out. Like, did the the Daredevil thing was a big, you know, people people regard that movie in a certain way now, and even at the time, it didn't get critically, wasn't pre, like well reviewed, but it did okay. And I think his performance was so crazy, it was like, it was in its own way. A credit to him where it was like, I don't think he got well reviewed, but people were like, man, come Farrell, for this guy, he's a little out he there, was, right? No, and he I was think, having
1: fun. He was having fun. He was in having fun. Every, in, in such a a dower. It's a tough hang. The old day, but right?
0: then he, but then like you said, like he pivots, right? Spielberg. And then he goes, then he goes, right? It's like Auteurville, right? Then it becomes, he works with Woody Allen. He works with Terrence Malick. He works with Michael Mann, All right? Stone. And. Oliver Stone. Well, and then that's so that's the thing. I think even more than Miami Vice, Alexander is like the big, oh, wait, maybe we were wrong. Because, like, <laughs> you, people who don't know about the Alexander thing, there were two Alexander movies that were getting prepped at the same time, right? One was Leo DiCaprio and Boz Lerman, the other was Stone, and it became Colin Farrell. And they were like rushing to the finish line, and obviously, Oliver Stone won, right? Which I guess, in a way, he lost, but, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he gets cast as Alexander. It's a huge boon for Feral in in the trades because it's this epic, and it ends up becoming, you know, a Heaven's Gate esque Water World esque kind of a flopola. What would you have me do? Whatever is necessary. your mind, there'll be civil war, clan against clan chaos. Yes, and you would win, because the young ones love you like a god. I forbid you to ever talk to me like that! Such a man would be forever chased by the Furies! What have you to fear from the Furies? For killing an impostor to the throne before he murders you and your mother? Why won't you ever believe me?
2: Philip did not want you. You had a condition of the breathing and he wanted to leave you in the mountains for the birds to
0: peck out your eyes. What you don't know, my poor child. Lannike knows nothing of this. Lannike. I was there. Lannike was not. No, Alexander, Zeus, is your father. I lay with him that night in the wind, as sure as any mortal man. Never have I been made love to as I was then. Enough. Half the mothers in Greece share such a fantasy. I warn you, mother, make no mistake. You will treat this girl as nothing more important than other otherwise. We will behave as we always have as the first. <laughs> um, I really Technical like terror. Alexander. I mean, I actually really like it. I i own like the ultimate cut. You know, Stone made a lot of, he made a lot of different cuts of it. I think it's actually pretty. There's a lot you could criticize, but as a act of epic filmmaking, it's quite amazing to watch. I was re-watching it a couple nights ago, and, and it's quite um quite incredible but yeah it's like a huge it loses a ton of money and then it's like i think and that it, hurt he also becomes vice. the
1: butt he also becomes the butt of a chris rock oscars joke that goes out to 90 <laughs> million people he's like, if right. you can't get russell crowe wait you know like he's like remember that like he's like if you can't get leo wait like he's yeah it like- was
0: that and then it was the way jude jude remember jude law was also uh yeah he was also a, a joke remember he's like he's like Every movie I saw this year, Jude Law was in. He's like, I want to see this movie, Jude Law. And then Sean Penn came out and was like, just to answer Mr. Rock's question, Jude Law is one of our finest actors. Like, relax, Sean. Sean, relax. Um, but yeah, and then I think to, to bringing it to Miami Vice, I think that Alexander actually hurt Miami Vice because by the time Vice comes out, People are kind of like, oh, it's like not like the show. Oh, Colin Farrell's sunny. Like, Jamie Fox just won an Oscar. Like, and that we know that's how Jamie Fox felt too. Which you know, whatever. But like, that all percolates. Why isn't it I, Tom I, Cruise? I mean, Why isn't it Tom Cruise? Why am I and look? I mean, I, it doesn't look. I you you can be we can be critical of Jamie Fox for that for sure. But in the world of that world, I you know, I mean, I would be a little bit like. Who you know if you were Jamie Fox, and then obviously it's a little bit of a bummer because I think they really work together. You know, Connor O'Donnell always says the thing he thinks makes Miami Vice work is it seems like Crockett and Tubbs, though they're they're boys, don't really like each other as people. Like they have a bond, right. as Partners, but like if you put True Serum in either of them, they'd be like, no, nah, he like sucks though.
2: like like i love them right like they're always they always have each other's back but like you can tell you can feel the like sort of palpable yeah um sort of (laughs) disapproval when when sunny goes off to cuba and, and tubbs is just like man i've just like been here for a while like grinding on this thing and like my girl's gonna get popped and like and what fi- the hell are you, you doing? And you're and just watching, shagging
1: the boss's wife. W-
0: watching, um, watching the nice cut uh, last week. I was laughing because one of my favorite line reads, where it literally feels like Fox's opinion of Farrell on the set in a line read, is when he freaks out on a uh, uh, Siren Hines, and and then and then um, I can't think of his name. The gentleman from Collateral, the the jazz. Barry uh, know, thank Barry you. Yes, yes, it's the best. He's like. Where are you on this? The Doves and 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 Jamie Foxx is like 100 was sunny, and he <laughs> says it like this fucking guy's a pain in the ass. Like it's so <laughs> great. it's so... In Ohio still lie down with dogs. Go okay. fuck yourself. Okay. You know what this pricks game is? Mm-hmm. Get his picture in the Miami Herald of a quick bust. Save his punk ass career at the Slug Farm DC. We are not backing off this. That's it.
2: Where
0: are you on this? 100% with Sonny. Change the mission statement. I'll have to run it past my ADO in DC. Hey Slick, don't try and shine me on. You don't have the time
2: or the skill. If I close this down, I will close it down right now. Then you get
0: second, Washington. All right, do it.
1: You fucking better be right. He goes, <laughs> the line is, as you can see, I'm with Sonny. Yeah. And, it's yeah, and he's Sonny. Like, right. and I'm like, and i like,
2: he and he's side eyes. He he side side eyes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Like, this,
0: right. And then he has it. Doesn't he have the next line? He's like, he's like. There's all the way in, and then there's which way is up, or it's like uh so many good lines in that way. But right,
2: right, 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 right. And then
0: and then and then it does and then it doesn't do well, right? Uh Farrell gets a lot of criticism because of the mullet and the accent, right? He he's really the brunt of a lot of that criticism, him and gongli, which in hindsight, the Lee stuff is borderline like offensive racist. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, cause she's great in it, which is like anyway, but um, and so as we heard happens- in the jaffet
1: gordon interviews colin farrell and gong lee just like snuggling on couches falling i know. In Miami. And, and, they it were, and it plays
0: and
2: it plays we're going method yes and it does and it plays. play well, it plays well. yeah
0: <laughs> it's a truly a great role i mean it's a truly a, you guys have talked about this it's like a a modern like beautiful romance i i, I think like like uh you know, uh, doomed romance. But um, after and-
2: hearing about the sex scene, the the, yeah. the way they shot the sex scene, like I've now watched it twice, and it <laughs> plays totally differently for me now.
0: Katie, it's so bookmarked is the sex scene, and then now the <laughs> yeah. the tape
2: in the tabs like, are the <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, it just like he does. The, I, I, okay, not to get like too okay, whatever. No, he go, like go, lifts yeah. her legs up, like yeah. he like goes like. Burm, or, I don't know. You can't see when that enjoyed the sound effects, but he like lifts her legs up sort of like effortfully. And I'm like, I've never seen like usually sex scenes in movies are so like, ooh, everything's just like so easy and fun. Yeah. And like, it's like, no, that's actually like what happens you gotta when work. you're having sex. You gotta, like you you're, do you're a little moving bit of work. around. You're like, <laughs> getting the things going and so I didn't,
1: this <laughs> this series is just getting <laughs> <cal-calories>,
2: calories <laughs> burn, calories are burned. but, well, but it's just like five. i appreciate it i appreciate the realism
0: i <laughs> yes. agree no and it works and it works well i have and it's to like, I, I have to shout out
1: someone who we all are very friendly with maria lewis who's my my best mate sure yeah talking, uh, talking about a sex scene phenomena which she enjoys she's like you know what I'm enjoying in the sex scene phenomena <laughs> she's like I'm seeing a lot of um I'm seeing a lot of guiding from ladies giving some guidance and support she's oh yeah like, yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Years, much like that work thing you're talking about she's like for many years it's just like sometimes it's happened. just in... it just worked no there's so, no hard. you're it's
2: yeah and,
1: and no she's you, like, gotta, you gotta you gotta I'm really appreciating that there's some there's some support and there's some scaffolding.
0: The realism, there's, there's a, there, yeah, you know, credit to and, realism. Credit yeah,
2: to
1: realism. Together, There's and, a
0: little bit of- And yeah. if she
1: was on this show, I, she would not say it anywhere nearly as delicately as I just put it. <laughs> I just thought I would try and be kind of delicate. That's but, great. But to but sidestep, I would just say this. You have so many movies here. I'm just flabbergasted, right? And then I remember yep. they build in Bruges, which is 2008. He only has- Right. Yeah, He goes Miami Vice. Makes two films in 2006, Ask the Dust in Miami Vice, and then Cassandra's Dream is 2007, and then right. in Bruges is 2008. So, really, he's like still that's a quick swerve. It's a quick swerve. Well, right? but I and think that people uh, yeah. build it as his comeback, Dan. That's what I want to talk to you about, too. Like, they build it as his well. So, that's comeback.
0: but I think it's just this is just what happens, right? You almost kind of are you're, you're, you're gonna see this happen with Michael Fassbender to a smaller degree, I think. Where like yes. a smaller version of that happened with Fastbender, where like Assassins, here's the other thing. There's just there's just less less opportunities for everybody. Like Assassin's Creed doesn't work, and people are just kind of like, all right, all right, never mind. You know, like and I think you're gonna see with Fastbender like a similar pivot where he's like, you know what, let me just do the interesting movies and one of them will be big, right? Like I'll do a Dumbo or something, right? Like, you know, uh, pivoting back to Colin Farrell. But but to the point of In Bruges, I think. Nobody saw Cassandra's Dream, right? Yes. And, you know, it was one of the lesser seen Woody Allen's, you know, it was pre-Vicky Christina and Blue Jasmine. So he, that was kind of obviously before where we are now. But this was like, nobody saw the early aughts Woody's a lot, right? And the Cassandra's Dream, kind of a good movie, actually. Phil Glass did the score. It's kind of underrated. But like, nobody saw it. And then... um and then nobody saw Ask the Dusk. I mean, I've seen it. Tom Cruise produced it. Robert Town directed it. It's the great John Fonte novel. Not a strong, not an amazing movie, kind of interesting. He plays uh, Arturo Bandini. It's kind of a miscast, probably. Salma Hayek's good in it, though. Um, but nobody sees those movies. So I think in the world of like pop culture, he's not in anything. And like, and nobody saw Miami Vice either. So it's like he's in rehab, right? And I yeah. think that's where the pivot is, where it's like, He gets out of rehab. He goes back home, works with a homegrown guy and makes a very homegrown movie, right? The comedy's very UK, right? The whole, there's like the acidic, you know, all of that's very like, you know, the guy who wrote The Pillow Man, you know, it's like all these things that are very specific to like closer to home stuff. And it's like still his best performance. I don't know, it's like one of his like most iconic performances he's so funny and in Bruges like because he's that's just how it happens this is the other thing that is
1: that I think it's truly like the magic of his character he's still so attractive and I mean like and likable even though he's a total shit in in Bruges And he says awful things, and he does awful oh God, things, yeah. and he's a and he's a he's callow and weak-willed compared to, um, um Brendan Gleeson's Gleason, you know yeah. you know yeah. caretaker character, and and he's it, it, and so, the, I think that that just totally works. It like p- pairs everything together. <laughs>
2: An inanimate
0: fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object.
2: I'm sorry for calling you an inanimate object. I was upset.
0: Aye, aye. Yeah, that movie, I mean, holds up. I mean, well, it holds up as a whole, and obviously some moments are harder to swallow, I suppose. Um, but but all the characters are meant to be right I mean Assholes. art does not equal ind- endorsement yeah. blah 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 like like they're not meant to be people you're supposed to you know uh, I mean yeah it's adm- like classic and, you know,
2: Martin McDonough
0: right I mean Martin McDonough will never make something where you'll be like <laughs> oh yeah those guys were great you know it's yeah.
2: like,
0: <laughs> um yeah. but yeah I mean big love to the, fam-
1: the... the McDonough family particular uh
0: um John uh John, his brother John Michael John Michael Yuck. is Cal- calvary calvary
1: calvary one of my favorite movies of maybe all time i just war, war on
0: everyone the yeah. guard right yeah. yeah very fun um and that's kind of it right i mean i i look back i mean and here's the other thing i'm 33 i saw all of those fucking feral movies in theaters right like i was there for the recruit i was there for swat i was there probably for daredevil you know god god strike yeah. me down like i was I was there for everyone I, that was I,
1: released in an Australian cinema. I saw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Open and I week. just was like, I would, you know, Katie, to, to your point, I was buying it. Right. Like,
2: mm-hmm. right. Right.
0: The world at large might've been like, I don't know about Colin Farrell, but in the Mecca house, this guy <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, I love the eyebrows. I love the widow's peak. Let's but, but look, we can agree. I think we can all agree. Probably one of the blessings of Miami vice, not succeeding is it gets the right following now which is this beloved cult thing which is right p- probably surpassed that and colin farrell makes you know he makes on dean with neil, neil jordan he hooks up with you know um you know people like coconada and he hooks up with people like um lanthimos uh, La- thank you lanthimos and um peter Weir. and then he, he, d- he lost film peter the way back the and way he, back him. and then he dips his toe back into total recall hollywood territory it doesn't work and he's like never mind never mind never mind He's
2: really good in the Fright Night remake.
0: Yeah, that's Amy, a great performance. And he's really good in sexy in that one. My God. Holy shit. De- in, in Holy dead, shit. In Dead Man <laughs> Down. Yeah, underrated movie. Good weird, movie. Weird,
1: weird movie about. Film District,
0: names. RIP. Film yeah. District was trying to do something. Yeah. Yeah, really funny.
1: And yeah, the, I mean, but, he, he but that's hits, a good middle Yorgos. of the road movie. Yeah. Once he hits Yorgos.
0: Yorgos is the, turn- is the real. Yeah. That's like the like. The lobster oh, like, we might oh.
2: get an Oscar nomination. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's never. He's not, he still hasn't been nominated, right? I
2: don't think so. Farrell's I mean, never. I don't think he's ever been. It's criminal.
1: He was never nominated for Miami Vice, in my opinion, um because I truly don't think there's ever been a performance that is less detached from the reality of a human oh, being. He's yeah. playing it.
0: But <laughs> isn't it crazy to think this is pro- Someone could correct me here. It is crazy to think. That probably the closest he ever came was saving Mr. Banks. If yeah. You know what oh I mean? God. Like, but in the world of like oh Oscar God. voting, he's good in that. That movie is not a strong burger, but he is, I think he's pretty good in it. But but isn't it weird? Like, that's probably true, right? Katie, do you think, all right, like,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm just looking through the was list there right steam now. Like,
1: for the beguiled.
2: Uh, not could for him, gotten, right? Not could for he, him, he I don't he think.
1: He's good in the beguiled. He's though. great he's in the beguiled. And, he's just, and I was
0: looking it up. He's only worked with, I believe, Sophia Coppola and Liv Allman. I don't know that he's worked with any other female directors, right? I don't think. But Liv I mean, Allman, that movie's kind of underrated. The Miss Julie remake is pretty interesting with him and Jessica Chastain. Um I'm going through his list right now. There's I no
2: never one. saw that one.
0: I would have, I would have nominated him for Friday Night. He is so good. He <laughs> yeah, is I mean, so that's... good in Friday Night. I mean, horror yes. doesn't get nominated, whatever,
2: but like I know. I don't know. I'm so um I'm I'm so like cynical about awards nominations awards, because yeah. it's just like are you hitting at the right time? Are you going to enough yeah. events? Are you like pressing the flesh at these certain things? And it's like I just did a Q&A with Kristen Stewart and like Oh, that's she odd. would not that's be that's doing awesome. this if she, she didn't, have to be, didn't right? want to. If she she wants Oscar. She otherwise she would not be doing this. Well, that's these like De-
0: like so. Denzel was on uh, Jimmy, one of the Jimmys, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, man, Zell wants that nom. Like, he that is hysterical. Like,
1: like he, d- he does want the tenth
0: nomination. I remember Fences. He he was on everything because he was so. I mean, he wanted the Oscar for Fences because that was so important to him because it was August Wilson. It was. You know, they filmed it in right. Pittsburgh where Wilson did everything, and and um and that's I I I love that movie, but that was when I was like, oh man, Denzel really like this ain't no Roman J, this is like he's really pushing. <laughs> which Colin Farrell, Roman J, right. hey, Colin Farrell, great in that, Colin,
2: right? Yeah. No, yeah, I I don't know. It's like I don't know when he may have been close, but it, it's like, you know, you can tell some of these are these these. I'm just looking through his his IMDb right now. It's like some of these are clearly like cash jobs and some of these are like you know i'm gonna go work with the yorgos i'm gonna go work with a koganata like well, bruges you had know buzz
1: after the globes because that was kind of it did i zero. forgot about that mm. yeah bruges, bruges. might have
0: been close you're might right about close with
1: yeah bruges that uh, but, but it was that. never going to be because he was always billed as the lead it was almost impossible he was going to be the stunt he was going to be the yes yeah, they if they put
0: money behind supporting yeah. maybe i mean it's funny because um yeah i mean it's just i mean the way back would have been had that movie gotten released properly which it didn't right i think yeah. it was, it was i believe that was searchlight but i think they like focused their money elsewhere that it was like that movie really got didn't get a platform you know which yeah. is unfortunate um you know given that peter peter hasn't made another movie but but, but that performance. Say- conf- he's that's a supporting actor nom you know what i mean yeah for, for yeah. sure
1: i think that this is what we have to say with oscars um uh chris tapley is uh you know a, a person I who coined this amazing phrase he's like oh i'm so glad that heat is unsullied by oscar
2: mm. <laughs> true yeah, that's well said yeah.
1: and i'm like yes. well so every time that some piece of garbage that just has a great media machine behind it gets 11 nominations i always go x movie 11 nominations heat zero
2: zero you know what the oscars nomination. are awards for marketing and publicity i say this every year they are awards for publicity it's like did you come out at the right time did you send the, the screeners at the right time did the word of mouth circulate at the right time like how many parties well- did you have it's it's once you like see the sausage getting made, it's like so, syna- well, I mean, everybody yeah. knows the cynicism around I mean, it, but it's, you know, it's just, the, the, it's for publicity.
0: The premier example, Katie, you correct me here, but I always, and look, I, this is one of my all time favorite movies, all time. But the premier example is Shakespeare in Love, right? Yeah, like, completely. And now I love that movie. So I, I think it deserved everything it got because I, I just love that movie, but I get where in the world of the Oscars, you know, Gwyneth wins just because it hits at the right time. Right. Weinstein it's puts timing. all his power yeah. behind it. You know she's beautiful, she's young. You know Blythe. Her parents daughter, are Bruce Paltrow. Yeah. And it just hits the right way. Um, and then and and then also
2: Weinstein's literally like twisting people's arms. Oh yeah, like, when don't you read really about imagine. it now, it's
0: like yes. ter- I mean obviously it's you know you're like oh my god, but it's like right. No, it is the, is the premier, the premier example. example. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the famous story with crash, which, which like, you know, was the shocker because it came out in March or whatever, Is like Lionsgate put, they sent the screeners out a month before any, everybody else sent them out. Right. So right. the story goes that like every voter, you know, got crash in October or whatever. And they were like, all right, this is pretty good or whatever, you know, and then it's like,
2: and it's also know, it just, just it so it's just so that middle of the road kind of like, I mean, it's like, you have to consider, especially at that time, like who the voters are and it's like if they're and they're these like very like wealthy like white older people who are like wow this is really important and a lot something. about racism you know something. and like this is important and you know it's funny my old boss like actually did that campaign for crash oh, wow. i actually i didn't work with her on that i got there right after they won crash but um she was like yeah hell yeah you know the publicists are the ones who are like this is my moment because they know it's because when they send the screeners who how many events they're having that kind of thing so it's just um and even like i like and, and sometimes it lines up like with with the right movie winning i mean i think that this happened with parasite like yeah i think parasite absolutely deserved it but it also just like peaked at the exact right moment and they oh. were grinding like that team was grinding on the ground so it's like yeah they had like 10 different publicity agencies on it sorry we don't have to go on an oscars tangent no, but, I mean, but it yeah, is we... interesting because we love colin so much and he has not been nominated and it's interesting to kind but of but it's the
0: same it's but it's it's all of a piece right it speaks to the same machine right the, the same star. machine that's like hey josh Hartnett, movie star okay maybe, maybe not whatever like right that's what colin was in and that's what he kind of ended up kind of escaping and then even right. with Total Recall right which is like 2012 Len Wiseman Kate Beckett's you know right. what have you he speaks to that where he's like he said he's like on that set and when the movie came out he basically had that realization where he's like you know what I'm just not good at this like he, he said that he's like whatever this is right like you know like like Brad Pitt can do that and right. and the weird shit like, Brad Pitt can lead Troy, right. you know, and, and maybe not love marches. Troy, but, like, and then do, you know, or whatever, right? Like, and that's, I don't know what that says about Brad Pitt. Like, he, as he's gotten older, he's gotten better, you know, not unlike Farrell in that way, like, but Farrell has been very, pretty open about that. Like, that's just not, like, a, a lack of idiosyncrasies, like, because of what the role requires, he just cannot hold the screen, which I think is, like, a little true, you know, I mean and i think it's interesting to know that about yourself to some degree you know what i mean and i think he realized that and it's interesting because like you know he's the lead of miami vice but it's the, like you're you guys have said it's the weirdest performance in the history of like an action <laughs> film lead actor you're like what did he say wait where is he from
2: why like what brothers, like, brothers like allen brothers um yeah you and
1: your he's dad. always
0: you your in miami though you're like <laughs> what? What?
2: He's constantly doing stuff, though, like that performance is so he's never like we were talking earlier, like like about a, a movies where people are just in a room talking like there's nothing there's barely any in a room talking in Miami Vice. It's like mm-hmm. constant motion, like he's acting as he's existing in the space and moving through the space. And, yeah, it is I mean, it's a remarkable performance, but obviously people don't get it. So, oh, yeah.
1: So I want to. I want to help. If
0: they ain't doing time with us, they ain't doing crime with us. <laughs> I forgot he said that line. I laughed for a year when I watched. <laughs> <laughs> when I was
2: rewatching it, he goes, "As Trudy says, I ain't playing." <laughs> he says it at the very I'm, end
0: I'm, my my mommy knows me like i'm like what are yes. these lines and then it's like hemsworth <laughs> so i know blake you give don't like black hat that and
1: much. oscar for god hemsworth
0: <laughs> tries to deliver those same lines and it's just they don't hit the same way got, I, I i like black hat way more than uh, blake than you do but <laughs> but hemsworth you know, he can't hold the same weight on the lines it's no true. he cannot
1: let <laughs> me, let me <laughs> just say this in helping us wrap this up I think yes, one, of the, yes. one, of the th- one of the things I would say is nothing has been more validated to me in the last few years than how, I don't know, and, and this is not, I, I'm not gonna prescribe my view to my co-host Katie Walsh or Dan Mecca. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is me. How deeply fucking cooked in the brain most of these SAG whoever, Uh, Every year with their nominations for what are the best performances they are the most They are the worst like basic bitch yeah. Like nominations every year. Well, it's, yeah. The
0: and, unions, And it's yeah, I mean, and
2: club. It's club but, mentality. It's, it's like, a, who deserves it? Who's up my friend?
1: It's it, so BS. I, and so every I, year when I see the critical, when we see the, crit- you know, some, some of the things that you're a part of the LA film critics, Katie, I love watching those. You guys do it every year. And the, and the big, you know, American society critics and things like that, you see them unfold and they give these nominations and you're like, these are good this is great. This is fantastic. And then you see the people who are making the movies and you're like, why are you lying? Why are you so stupid?
2: Because it's a popularity yeah. contest. Well,
0: can I, Katie, can I, yeah. could you, maybe you know this and yeah. if you don't, uh, we, can, we can cut this out or whatever you want That's to okay. but, but I have a question. So I have always told this version of what I think it, it's true where, so... Sylvester Stallone and Eddie Murphy, right, are two big actors who they got Oscar nominations later in life, huge stars, but kind of famously maybe not great on sets to crew members, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. We don't need to go into it. Whatever. Right. Like just people who have a big personality and maybe whatever. So they get the nominations. Am I right about this with the Oscars? Fellow actors nominate them and then ev- yeah. the whole academy votes for the winner
2: yeah so it's the branch nominates and then okay. the whole academy votes okay
0: winner, so i've yeah. been right so because my theory was always like the actors vote for sly and eddie because they yeah. do give great performances but then when the fucking cinematographers have a vote they're like <laughs> Fucking they're like Fuck Stallone him. fucking sucks I'm not voting for him he fucking get was an hour late out of his trailer the light never worked I'm not voting for slide I'm never gonna watch creed like and I always I always think that that means something like to your point like
2: I think I I think that's totally true. I think that's totally true. It is such club mentality whenever I go to guild screenings and you hear the chatter, it's yeah. like you it's a club and they're like we like I went to a guild screening of of with all the cinematographers of 1917 and they were just like fanboying so hard for Roger Deakins which like of course yeah. it's fucking Roger Deakins but right. they were like hardcore you know, in the tank for Roger Deacons, like this is our dude. This our guy. And, yeah. and and so you can we, just yeah. sense that there's that club mentality or like this is who we love. This is our friend. This is um someone who like like when Brad Pitt gets nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's like, well now it's his time, like he's you know got the gravitas now, like we can nominate him now, that kind of thing. Like so and I think I and mean, I
0: think Brad Pitt's well well regarded in the world of, you know, ADs and whatever, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a little more more well regarded. But like last thing I'll say is like we just did a, a Paul Newman B-side with Roxana Hadadi came on. Um We love her so much. Yeah, she's she's like the best. And so I I didn't say this on the podcast but Newman directed Joanne Woodward in Rachel Rachel which she got nominated for in 1968. It's a very good movie and that movie got nominated for Best Picture, he did not get nominated for director. And I had that thought of, yeah, because in nineteen sixty eight the directors aren't gonna fucking give Newman a nomination. They're like, This right. this actor directed his wife? No. They're like, You're not you're not you're not invited to, to the directors. Like,
2: I you know, I think was that his first you know, movie?
0: That was his first movie. And then, like, you know, Barbara Streisand, think... you Prince of Tides add the misogyny plus that, and you get her not getting nominated for Prince I, of Tides. You know I think
2: I mean? there's also I don't know if it's an actual rule, but there's some kind of thing with the director. Where like, they I, I think they like rarely direct uh, nominate on like debuts. Yes, yeah, that's see interesting. So and why, I don't see, I don't well, know if I've it's an unofficial so rule or or an official role, but yeah, they I think they rarely nominate on debuts. That's fascinating. So I'd have to look more into that. I, I'm not like an awards blogger. It's just like this. Is no, I know. But I know you like, I know, you just know a lot about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone through like nomination processes with with other awards bodies and stuff. And it is interesting when you see people be like, well, why did this got nominated for picture, but not director? And it's like sometimes there's a like a spread the love mentality. Like, sure, oh, sure, we'll sure, give sure, it to sure. someone else. And and so it, it's just um, interesting to see how the the award sausage gets made when you're like in a group that's giving awards and then also what, how people react to I it refer,
0: yeah like i refer what we're talking about in a, in a wider sense i refer to like the argo rule of rotten tomatoes which is yeah. like Argo's a fine movie one best picture nothing wrong with argo well not much wrong with argo Sounds better Sounds better fine yep agree um 92% Ron Tomatoes, right? If you like if you were Johnny Missouri, I want to watch a movie and you went to Rotten Tomatoes, you'd be like, Oh fucking 92%. But if you read the reviews in Rotten Tomatoes of Argo, every review is like, Yeah, this is a good movie, right? Like it's like, like a B plus,
2: right? it's not yeah. an A plus, but yeah. it gets the fresh and uh, then it because,
0: wins this picture for yeah. the similar reasons. And hey, look, that's the world we live in, but Miami Vice, it's great.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing about Miami Vice is like if you apply the Rotten Tomatoes rule to it, it's like you're going to have the Manola review that's like glowing and then you're going to have the other review that's like this sucks and then those two get flattened into an average on Rotten Tomatoes and so it's like a 60% and no one's like trying to watch a 60%. I I mean, I think it's even like 48% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. but like.
1: I think you should only watch well, sixty percent.
0: Exactly, because that's, the, 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 that's the real. Things. That's true.
2: Anything it's, it's that's like the extremes.
0: I think any, anything, anything betwixt like forty-five and seventy-five, you're gonna have a good time. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. When you get into like the ninety fives, maybe just like you know the King's <laughs> Speech territory. You know, it's like <laughs> these are not bad movies. I'm not. These are fine movies. It's just like you know they're just gonna be what you think they are, which is yeah. fine. It's just like right you know,
1: anyway. You know what i want to say i want to say thank you dan for coming on the show because it is one of the first times we have ever talked about sex tapes and awards bodies and with equal fervor and passion (laughs) and so thank you so much for that dan runs obviously the incredible b-side pod and fathom um so thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to talk to you and to talk seriously about that and just again nicole norraine is an american model um, who is a co-star of colin farrell's in one of the films we discussed today, Daniel yes. the best, Katie. <laughs> Thank um, you
2: for bringing your energy <laughs> and your intense knowledge of Colin Farrell films. Oh yes, 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 I right. appreciate the, it. The
0: Thanks depth of me.
1: your knowledge across all spectrums and streaming services, including Pornhub, <laughs> <laughs> is just. Literally, no, come on. I bless your heart. Damn allegedly. 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 Heart. <laughs> allegedly.
2: <laughs> well, I've got a watch list of things to catch up on. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks. Thank you.